The point is, Gavin, to make some decisions for yourself. Don't try and please him all the time. Is happy acoustic guitar background music by Music Unlimited. One guy, one gal, one actor, and one year. Welcome to the Kevin Costner Project. You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook. Instagram, okay. Twitter X, or TikTok. Finally, somewhere. Kevin Costner Project. Let me just check. This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or okay. his agents. Welcome back, yet. Greg. Welcome back, Kate. Third time's a charm on, <laughs> on week three. Yeah, well. <laughs> We're having some audio issues this evening, everybody. This is actually our third attempt at recording. We had a microphone malfunction. I sounded great. Greg sounded like he was yapping from two two states away, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever was going on. What the heck? We made it to week three. Yes. We have never, I think, had a scheme that we've come up with that we have put this much effort to and really have stuck with it. So let's celebrate week three. Well, there's more than just celebrating that coming up, Kate. What? It sure is. What's happening on Tuesday? Tuesday is our two day, which is our second wedding anniversary. And it feels like yesterday, babe. It sure does. And it also feels like 50 years ago. We have packed a lot into two years. Yes, yes. I still remember how beautiful you were that day, though. (laughs) She's blushing, folks. She's blushing. Come here. (laughs) Aw. Well... You weren't any slouch yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank I still you. remember my first glimpse of you that day. and That at, was the best yeah, day ever. At my, uh, my first glimpse of you that day, good grief, my heart went really fast. and <laughs> I had some tears in my eye and everything. Well, I told you I wouldn't marry you if you didn't cry. Very true. <laughs> but it, did, it, it was very easy because I was overcome with emotion. I still am a little bit just thinking about it. Hmm. Oh, that was the best day. Yes. I would pick you again. You too. Two years later, I would still choose you. All right, enough of this mushy stuff. People don't want to hear all this. Well, maybe they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't feel comfortable with it. <sighs> You're the romantic one. I suppose I am. <laughs> all right. Well, it's a big week this week, so we have a lot to talk about starting with some kevin costner news or kevin costner adjacent news correct correct so it's adjacent news because this tree i'm going to talk about appears in his movie robin hood prince of thieves and in one of the scenes i believe kevin costner's at this tree in england and i think he's there with morgan freeman I believe you're correct. It's been quite a while since I've seen that movie. Uh, So what's going on here with this tree is that on September 27th, somebody decided they'd chop down this tree in Sycamore Gap in Northumberland National Park, which is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And this is like a 16-year-old boy and a 60-year-old? Yeah, yeah. They were both arrested for vandalism by cutting down this tree. 
I don't understand the thought process behind this. As you mentioned, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It is located right next to Hadrian's Wall, which is itself over a thousand years old. Right, and the tree was over 300 years old. Which, to put into perspective, is older than the United States. <laughs> this tree has been around. Yeah. It has seen some things. It's hard to believe. <laughs> but it took a 16-year-old to just decide to chop it down and break Hadrian's Wall. Very strange. It boggles my brain, honestly. I don't, I don't know what people are thinking. Anyway, this happened, as you mentioned, I think you said when it happened. Yes, September 27th. And it's still, there's still articles getting published about it. Like every day since then. Yeah, almost every day because they they haven't figured out what to do now with what happened. There was another gentleman, uh, 27-year-old, that decided to plant a sapling there. But then UNESCO World Heritage... They they decided to pull it out because you can't disturb a World Heritage Site. But now they're debating whether the stump from the old tree will actually re-sprout or they might end up planting one. So they sort of messed themselves up there by pulling out a sapling that was planted there. They had there. a free tree. Right. They didn't even have to do anything. This kid's name, Kid, that's how old I am, is 27. <laughs> he could be my child, actually. That's sad. His name is Kieran Chapman. And he was just trying to fix a bad situation where, you know, 300 years from now, they could have called it Kieran Chapman's tree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sad. Kieran, we're behind you. Thank you for yes. at least trying. I understand the National Parks and the World Trust have their rules, but at, at least you tried to yeah. he, he even make it better. He even has the same initials as Kevin Costner. Hey, you're right. Go figure. Two KCs in the same place. Well, whoever it is that broke this tree should be ashamed of themselves. I hope they throw the book at them. Yeah, I hopefully. mean, it wasn't just a tree. Like, this tree won tree of the year yeah, or something, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. It did. It was like the Oscar winner of trees. I, I believe I read that it was like 2016 it won that award. Yeah, so shame on you. It's like those people here that knock over the rocks in Utah and just people are stupid. Leave things alone. Let all the world enjoy what the natural world has to give us. Absolutely. Disgusting. So anyway, that's a little Kevin Costner adjacent news before we get into the main thrust of this week's podcast. So Greg, let's move into the movie review portion. Yep. So we're going to talk about three movies for our third episode. We caught three movies this week. And I don't think we can really call any of them Kevin Costner movies. Right. He just has bit parts in all three of these, unfortunately. But this first one is the one he's in the most. Which includes the clip that you hear at the beginning of this podcast. Yep. So the, the very first audio clip was from Chasing Dreams. All of these movies this week came out in 1982. Chasing Dreams was 94 minutes long and is rated PG. That clip is basically Kevin Costner's only dialogue and it comes right at the beginning of the movie yeah so we watched 94 minutes of chasing dreams for two minutes in the beginning and possibly 30 seconds towards the end but you can't really tell for sure we we even kind of debated is that him yeah so kevin's role was that of ed the older brother to the hero of the movie i found the most hilarious synopsis of this movie on Google, 
So I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, a college coach befriends a freshman who cannot play baseball until his farm chores are done. And then we went to IMDb and there is a movie poster of this movie and it has Kevin Costner's face front and center. Now in the synopsis I read it makes the coach sound like the main character and the movie poster makes it look like Kevin Costner is the main character. None of that is true. There's a kid I think his name in the thing is David maybe? Is that the main character's name? Well that's the actor's name. What was the character's name? Do you remember? I don't oh Gavin. Gavin, that's right. Okay. So poor Gavin played by I think da- the unknown David G. Brown. Who remains unknown. He is actually the main character of this movie. Would you like to try to write a better synopsis, Greg? Oh uh, well, basically a farm boy learns to play baseball and is encouraged. Yeah. I think basically, you know, he does have he lives on a farm with his parents. His dad thinks he's wasting his time going to college and being a baseball player even though his older brother Ed played by Kevin Costner has gone off to college to become a doctor and his sister has gone off to college to become a teacher correct so Gavin is next in line and they have a younger brother who has some sort of a illness serious illness yeah we don't really know what it is but the storyline with the younger brother really is connected to our hero because our hero feels very attached to his younger brother. Like far more than anybody else really in this movie, I would say. We're not going to go through these like we did Sizzle Beach USA. There's nothing to say about this movie really in terms of it being a Kevin Costner movie. And I don't want to give spoilers just in case... Anybody decides to watch Chasing Dreams, I would say that it was not a terrible movie. No, I I think it was better than Sizzle Beach, unless you love boobs, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which we got in Sizzle Beach. So Yeah, I think it's going to benefit from the Sizzle Beach bounce, which is it's the first movie we saw after that travesty. And so it seems, you know, almost heartwarming. It wasn't particularly... You know, Gavin's sole talent in life seems to be hitting home runs, even though he doesn't even know how to hold a baseball bat by all accounts. Yeah, he tries to hold it like an axe, like he's on the farm. And yeah, I really don't have anything to say about Chasing Dreams. Um, Kevin, I guess, did what he was supposed to do. He did a fine job at doing it. Yeah. Okay. Any question you can come up with for Kevin about Chasing Dreams? Not sure, but I imagine Kevin figured that he'd have a bigger role being the older brother there then we don't see him again it's sort of don't be fooled by the movie poster yeah they put it there because they knew you'd be tempted by kevin costner's face but honestly he's not in this movie let's move on to night shift and we're starting to see something happen here kevin is actually in a movie with famous people So this one also, as we said, came out in 1982. It is one hour and 45 minutes long. It is rated R. It's a comedy slash sex comedy, which interestingly, I think is what Sizzle Beach was rated as, was a comedy. Yes. And Kevin's role is that of frat boy number one. 
which you can't really tell who he is. He might be saying something because all the frat boys were sort of yelling about stuff. Yeah, but like fear and I'm chugging. Not, I'm not even quite sure that I actually saw him. It, it, you had to be looking. You had to know that you were looking for Kevin Costner in the scene. There were probably 15 or 20 dudes, white dudes in college sweaters making noise. Yeah, exactly. But I'm pretty sure we saw him, but we didn't. But this movie has other people that you'll probably recognize. Yes. As I said, this movie has some big actors in it. The Fonz, Henry Winkler. He is fresh out of Happy Days and ready to take it to the big screen. Yep. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I think this might probably be one of his first really big starring roles, I think. I'm not sure. I haven't followed his career, so I'm not sure either. Shelley Long. So she was becoming a, a big name comedian and would go on to star in Cheers, if you used to see that. And also, uh, one other name, Shannon Doherty. One of her probably first ever roles. Not any bigger than uh, Kevin Costner's in this one, but. She had her own line, I think. She did have a line in this movie. Yes. And she looked tiny. She was like seven, eight years old, maybe. She looked young. Again, we found a hilariously crappy, in my opinion, synopsis of this movie, which is Chuck has given up life as a stockbroker because it is too stressful. Now he works an easy gig as a night shift attendant at the New York City morgue. His co-worker Bill, on the other hand, is always looking to make a quick buck. When Bill finds out that Chuck's prostitute neighbor Belinda needs a place to do her work, he convinces Chuck to turn the morgue into a brothel where they can work as her pimps. I have some issues with this synopsis. What are your issues? So basically, yes, Chuck is kind of an uptight little guy who felt stock brokering was too stressful. And yes, he works in the morgue on the night shift. Bill's a comedian. Beetlejuice was a cop. That would be Bill. (laughs) Michael Keaton was being like, he was like all over the place and crazy and silly. The opposite of Chuck. Yeah. (laughs) And Chuck is played by, by Henry Winkler. So the very first scene in this movie, we see a gentleman being murdered by some thugs of some sort. And it, it turns out that this gentleman who's been murdered is Belinda's pimp. Uh, Belinda is a sex worker in New York City, and now that her pimp has been murdered, she and the other women that she works with are at the mercy of these rather unscrupulous Johns who are, according to her, breaking arms and black eyes, and these women are really suffering without someone to protect them. And so Bill convinces Chuck that, like, hey, we we could be those guys. There's nobody here at night. These women are primarily working at night. Like, we could offer them protection and we can make some cash. And they feel they can do it better than a regular pimp. Yes. The regular pimp was only giving these women, like, 10% of whatever it was they made. And, and these guys, like, somewhere around the order of 60%, something like that, I... I forgot what the movie actually said. And Chuck is like using his stockbroker skills to invest the money for them and um, get them health insurance and, and really get them off the streets. And 
they are now like really thriving in this thing that they are choosing to continue to work in. So it really isn't that the morgue has become some sort of a brothel. The women are continuing to work outside wherever it was they were working before. I think they do occasionally stop in to see Chuck and Bill, whatever, right. but it's not like... I think stop in to get their assignments type thing yeah, or stuff like that. Look over their accounts, whatever. You know, inevitably things happen, but I don't... I didn't really care for this particular synopsis. Now, interestingly, too, we've gone from a 0% Rotten Tomatoes rating for Sizzle Beach USA, this one actually has a 93% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty darned impressive. I mean, people really seem to like this movie. It got a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. You know, if you want to see early Michael Keaton, I think it's a great picture to choose. It is not a great picture to choose to see early Kevin Costner. Right, absolutely, since you can barely even pick him out of the frat boys. However, even harder, let's move to film number three for this week is Francis. Oh, wait, I forgot. Is there a question we have for Kevin about starring in Night Shift? How was it to work alongside some famous actors and actresses? Yeah, and not only, but... This film was produced and directed by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer, who have done a lot of very successful movies, like Splash, even, and um, some other really big movies. So, Right, right. So, okay. So the last movie we're going to talk about tonight is Francis, which is a biopic. We haven't seen a nonfiction-ish movie. Um, of course, this is dramatized, so it's probably... a Maybe not fully accurate to life. However, uh, this biopic explores the true story of Frances Farmer, a mold-breaking actress from Seattle who moved to Hollywood, California, and gained notoriety for her unconventional attitude. After being lured to New York under false pretenses, dealing with her overbearing mother and an addiction to alcohol lead to a mental collapse institutionalized she is then abused by patients and staff alike following her release she hosts a local indianapolis tv show until her death in 1970 and this came out only 12 years later a lot of these things you know they're just now really coming out with princess diana biopics and whatever so oh, right. um, this one came out fairly soon after she died uh, runs two hours and 20 minutes. It is rated R. And Kevin has the illustrious role of... of Man in Alley. Okay. So, this is actually a pretty big movie. Starring uh, Jessica Lange. And what happened to her as a result of this movie? Well, she almost got an Oscar for it. Yeah, she was nominated for an Academy Award for her performance. Did not win. It also starred Sam Shepard and Lane Smith, who is one of my favorite character actors. He was in a bajillion movies, but I think most people would know him as the district attorney in My Cousin Vinny, who faces off with Joe Pesci. And he was really great in that movie. Now we see like Kevin is really gaining some traction. So 
two hours and 20 minutes we see him for approximately 15 seconds as man in alley no speaking line he is dressed to the nines however in a real sharp suit and uh, jessica lang steps out of a stage door and he walks out behind her into the alley and is gone forever yep so we have no real audio to share for this one or for night shift unfortunately right um but that's the little glimpses you can catch of Kevin Costner in two really fairly prominent films, actually. Any questions for him about Francis? I, I can't think of anything myself. How about you, Kate? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I would like to maybe just kind of overall ask him about those early couple years of his career, 1981, 1982. He's kind of getting into it, and we're seeing an upswing here. Interestingly, Night Shift has a 93% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Francis only has a 67%, and it was nominated for an Academy Award. Go figure. Go figure. But it's got a 7.2 out of 10 for IMDb. Yeah, which is more, I think, than Night Shift had. So, you know... People are fickle. Who knows? Right. Different rating systems do different things. And it's just a few people's real uh, interpretation. It's We didn't look at Chasing Dreams. So Chasing Dreams had a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Sizzle Beach, if you recall, had a 0%. We've gone from 0 to 93 and kind of everywhere in between. I don't really think we're going to count these as Kevin Costner movies. He's yeah. not in them. There's not really any point in rating them as a movie yeah he didn't direct them he wasn't in the movie enough to really say that it was a kevin costner movie truly he was a bit part person yeah okay anything else to say about these three movies i don't think so have we had any uh questions from our listeners do you know we have heard from a couple of people who really, really enjoyed episode two of our podcast. Really? Both Amy in Vermont and Mike in Delaware have offered to appear on the show. Well, well, we'll see if we can uh, <laughs> help them out with that in the future. We'll... We've been kind of brainstorming about what if people want to be more interactive with us or want to have something to do with the show. So first and foremost, certainly you can email us or email our Facebook group. Our email is October10Productions at gmail.com. And that's the number 10, not the word 10. But we're thinking about maybe we're going to set up a fan roundtable at some point and, you know, let people weigh in and maybe make that an event we could even do like a youtube live or something like yeah maybe we'll try something like that after we've got a few of these podcasts under our belt here and i think it would be fun because in addition to this awesome offer to have some folks involved i had a big week at work this week i decided like i basically have kind of a captive audience i work in a education building and i have co-workers right around me we're all really close together and there's about 10 of us that are all in the same wing together and so I pulled them aside one day while we were waiting for their students to arrive and I said to them guys can you name me a Kevin Costner movie 
And we had talked in episode one, Greg, you might remember, about if we asked 50 people to name a Kevin Costner movie, what movie would they pick? Right, I do remember that. Our guess was that not a one would say Sizzle Beach you. And did any of them mention Sizzle Beach? Well, here's the list, Greg. Would you like to read off the movies that my coworkers came up with? Well, there's a decent list here. We got Dances with Wolves, No Way Out, The Guardian, Field of Dreams, The Bodyguard, Message in a Bottle, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Tin Cup, Silverado, For the Love of the Game, Waterworld, Draft Day, Black and White, The War, A Perfect World, The Untouchables, and Bull Durham. Well, I guess they'd never heard of Sizzle Beach then. I guess not. (laughs) Were there any on this list that you haven't heard of? I heard of some of these just because we started this project, Kate. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. I don't think I had heard about No Way Out before. I've never heard of The Guardian. And yet it is apparently one of my coworkers' most favorite Kevin Costner movies ever. Like, it might be his favorite. He was raving about it. And I never heard of it. I don't think I've heard of... I haven't heard of Perfect World. That movie is great. Oh, it is? You're going to enjoy that. Oh, okay. Draft Day. I don't know Draft Day either. Me either. And Silverado. That's the other one I don't know. In addition to all of that, I then asked our library patrons, as I mentioned before, I'm a librarian, and, you know, they came up with the same ones. There were no titles that they didn't. However, I was informed by one of the clerks that worked with me that I should grab my cats, grab some popcorn, and sit down and do nothing but watch all five seasons of Yellowstone. Okay. Okay, and maybe at some point we'll watch that, but not to do with this podcast now, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she said that, and then a bunch of the other people that were in the library all said the same thing. Like, we need to watch Yellowstone. Apparently, it's fantastic. Now, there was another thing that you were told that, I don't know if it's been substantiated yet. Yes. Yeah, so, I was working the night shift on Wednesday, and there were two gentlemen working with me that night. And we were talking about the project, and one of them said that back in the day, his wife was down in Sanibel Island, Florida, and she actually babysat for Kevin Costner. Wow. I don't have her name. I wouldn't put it out here anyway. Right, right, of course. But apparently she did babysit for him which if it is true that means we are really pretty closely like what two degrees separated from kevin costner it's hard to believe but yeah what a small world so it's me my co-worker his wife and then kevin costner that's as close as i know i am to kevin yeah costner. same here i <laughs> i don't think we can get a whole lot closer yeah our only other connection really was that we were in south dakota and we were near the dances with wolves that's right. Stuff there. But honestly, I would recommend any of you go ahead and ask your coworkers, what is your favorite Kevin Costner movie? We had the most fun talking about this for like 20 minutes. It led to multiple side conversations. So we had an argument as to who is the better Kevin, Kevin Costner or Kevin Bacon? Well, well. Any thoughts, folks? Put them in the comments. 
we had a conversation about Nicolas Cage, of all things, and... How did Nicolas Cage get into that? Well, somebody thought that Kevin Costner was maybe a national treasure or something, and then we were like, no, that was Nicolas Cage, and then we had a debate about the movie Face Off for some reason. So if you've never seen Face Off, it's Nicolas Cage and John Travolta switch faces in some weird surgical procedure. I don't know. It was weird. We had a lengthy discussion about that. Uh, We, of course, debated the movies of Kevin Costner. Two of the women that I work with could not name a single Kevin Costner movie. One or two of the library patrons that I worked with, they could not name a single Kevin Costner movie. They all said they knew his face. They knew exactly who I was talking about, but no movie came. That's kind of interesting, too. Yeah, absolutely. But just, it was a lot of fun. The one gentleman that I work with, he said that Kevin Costner is his wife's freebie. He has given his blessing to his wife that if Kevin ever comes calling, his wife is welcome. Not the same guy as the babysitting guy. This is a different guy. And some of the direct quotes that I heard was like, this is a great idea for a project who doesn't love Kevin Costner. Okay. And I think people generally agree with our hypothesis that he hasn't made a bad movie. Sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely if you are stuck for conversation, apparently this is the way to go. And I haven't worked there very long, so it really helped me to talk with my coworkers a lot, too. Absolutely. Sounds good. So I think with that, we're going to close up, Greg. It looks like we're moving into 1983. Yeah, there's four movies, apparently, that, that Kevin Costner was in in 1983. Table for Five, Stacy's Nights, The Big Chill, and Testament. So we're going to watch those in no particular order. I can't say that we're going to watch all four of them this week. We got kind of a lot going on. In addition to our anniversary on Tuesday. So we'll see if we get to all of those. But if not, we'll get to as many as we can. And we'll see you all next week. Yep, exactly. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope to see you online. Please remember to leave us a review. Like and follow us on Spotify and Amazon Music, Stitcher, and Pandora. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. The Kevin Costner Project produced by October 10 Productions. Our theme music is Happy Acoustic Guitar Background Music by Music Unlimited via pixabay.com. Audio clips included under fair use policies in our best accordance with U.S. copyright law. You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, or TikTok for the Kevin Costner Project. This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or his agents yet.